0: Log Talk Radio.
1: morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King ministry, and our hope and our prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode entitled Christian Service and Life's Ups and Downs. I know that's a title that we all can relate to. And I do want to say that it's great being back on air. I took a hiatus for about six weeks maybe Uh, and I'm so excited to introduce a very well-known studio guest and I will get to Dr. Michael Lay in just a moment but I want to start out by reading our promotional material for today. So Christian service and life's ups and downs. In our relationship with Jesus Christ, we are called to to a life of service. Life is challenging just trying to manage the ups and downs, uncertainty and the unknown. The real test is not being discouraged and remaining on the course. God provides what we need and gives us direction. He equips us to be overcomers and wants us to celebrate our victories. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 9, this is the New American Standard Bible, says, Then he came there to a cave and spent the night, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? What would your response be? if asked the same question during difficulty. Today we're going to talk about managing the ups and downs of life and our Christian service. And Michael, Dr. Dr. Lay, Dr. Michael Lay is our special guest. Uh, he's going to share a biblical perspective. You know him, you've heard him before. He's a professor a teacher, a minister, and he owns and runs a nonprofit named New Beginnings Bible Ministry, and he does so much, much more. He's very well known throughout the Christian community in the Pacific Northwest, and what I would like to do right now is Turn it over to Dr. Michael Lay so he can say what he wants to to our listening audience and then get right into what he has prepared for us today. Dr. Lay, welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me today so I could have this opportunity to share with, with you and your listening audience.
1: Amen. So we to
0: thank, you. thank you for the opportunity. And, and so I'm just going to jump into a lesson here uh so not to prolong the time and our lesson as already indicated comes from first kings the 19th chapter verse 9. and i'm going to read from the new not the king james version uh it reads as follows and he came he came thither unto a cave and lodged there and behold the word of the lord came to him what doest thou and he said unto him elijah what doest thou here elijah I think I I think I added what doest Sal uh, extra time, so p- please forgive me for that. Uh, uh, and this lesson is about managing, basically about managing life's ups and downs. And if you don't manage them, if you don't manage them, life will manage you, and and that may not turn out so well. Uh, and especially in regards to Christian service is uh, it's important that we manage uh, our service and how things are going kind of up the ups and downs of service. The things don't always work out like we want them to, and sometimes people come against us in our service, but we want to share some things with you from Elijah's ministry and from what you can do what the solutions are if you should get in his uh, situation in our in our text verse, as I just read. Elijah is asked by the Lord, why is he in the cave so maybe we should ask, there may be somebody out there today that you're all in a cave maybe you're you you're you have withdrawn from uh friends and family and so on and 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 so you find yourself somewhat in a cave like Elijah I want to suggest the Lord wants elijah he asking him what he's doing there because he wants him to to uh recognize what the problem is and verbalize it so he can see what's going on with him. God already knows, but elijah has got to give some kind of wherewithal to know you know if you're if you're in a situation you went down the wrong road in and driving to a destination, you want to know how you want to know where you're at and and then how you can get out so we're we're going to look at where he's at and how we if we find ourselves going down the wrong road how to get out or we find ourselves in a cave i want to further suggest given elijah's behavior he's, his response that he gives to the lord in verse 10 indicates to us that elijah's having a pity party he's all he's all down in the dumps because he says he's been very jealous for the for the lord the, the word jealous in this particular verse, uh, being zealous, maybe in a bad way. Uh, we, we, a lot of, we, we have a certain amount of saints, especially, uh, it, you know, we have that person that does everything at our church and they, they consider themselves as being very, very zealous for the Lord. A lot of times they're overworking themselves and, and that's a, that's a, a recipe for, for a failure in terms of their, Personal health and well-being mentally, they're gonna they're gonna get down in the dumps if you if you try to do everything, if you try to do too much, the load is just too much. And then, uh, as, as I'll point out, that the, the liability may be that you overly identify with the results of of your efforts. Uh, so so that 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 zealous means he's been that he's been you know he's been. Working hard for the Lord, and 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 uh, and so he's he's wondering, you know, why he's in this situation after he's done all the, all he's done, and and ten Elijah indicates to us that uh, the, that what the problem is: the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain the prophet thy prophets with the sword, and I even I only and left, and they seek my life. So I want to paraphrase that a bit, little bit to give us a, a feel for what's going on here. It, 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 he's saying that, that, that uh, people have turned their... Uh, we're kind of updating the, the verbiage a bit to reflect our current state, that people have turned away from from, from, from you, Lord. They have burned down the churches, and they have, you know, destroyed the altars at the churches and they they killed your pastors and and they uh they are seeking to kill me also. And I you know, I'm I'm the only one saved now, which isn't the case. As pointed out later in that nineteenth chapter there are there are seven thousand folks that haven't bowed their knees to Baal. Uh and so I think that the problem is that he's that he's He's indicating that he's uh, he's done all he could for the Lord, and it hasn't worked out like he thought it should. And and he's he's the only one that's left. He's the only one that's really saved around here. And uh, so that, the problem is he's overly identified with the with his efforts. That's what happens with saints sometimes. Pastors, Christian workers at every level, they overly identify with their work. They 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 uh, uh, connect their work to what they're doing, and they connect it in such a way that if if their work fails, they fail. They didn't do something right, and it and it and it may not be that they didn't do something right. It just that's just how life is. That life has ups and downs. Every every day isn't a sunny day. There's some some rainy days in between. So uh, so Elijah's. Overly identified, I want to suggest, with the, with, the, with the ministry. He thinks his efforts should denote X, Y, and Z kind of outcomes. And because they, they're not, because, uh, because uh, people have turned their back on the Lord and they've torn down his altars and slain his prophets, and now people are trying to kill him, he feels like that's his fault. Yeah, there's some things that he did or did not do I'm suggesting in this section. Uh, but I want so I've outlined kind of the problem the problem is overly identifying with your efforts feel like your efforts are are and your success and failure is dependent upon you but I want you to know that uh, you know that we're only laborers with the Lord and you know a labor in a vineyard uh, doesn't ripen the grapes it's God that ripens the grapes but we have no control of it over outcomes whatever we do. If we put our best foot forward, that's all we need to do and and uh that's what God requires of us. He wants our best effort forward and he'll 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 help the outcomes to be what they are. And uh, and they're not totally dependent on the Lord, it depends on the more so on the recipients of our efforts. The recipients of our efforts may not may not uh you know, may not take take our heed our good advice or or, or do what we say to do. They may decide it's that's not good advice, and we, that they should take another step. In fact, somebody came and asked me one one the day. I I uh, taught this lesson in that church. They uh, they came and asked me how how should I do this and so. And I told them how to do it. And they 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 I saw them go ask somebody else. Uh, it looked like they were asking somebody else what they should do, and so the other person gave them go ahead on what they really wanted to do, so they went ahead and did what they wanted to do instead of what I told them to do and so you can 't control outcomes you can 't control folks that they're going to people are going to do what they 're going to do, even because man 's a free moral agent god can 't even control. Uh, their outcome the outcomes but he we should give the outcomes to him, let him control them best he can because he's the one that can really uh you know put things in a certain order that they that the best possible outcomes might might uh come to pass so whatever we do for the Lord or whatever we do as led by the Holy Spirit, we can't control the outcomes, only the lord you know can help manipulate the outcome so that the best possible outcome can can result in our efforts yeah but but we have nothing to do with it we just we just have to do our part is uh as a scripture one scripture indicates in first corinthians the third chapter verses uh seven and eight is one person one person uh plants and another person waters, and it god it's god that gives the increase so We just want to give the give it over to God for the for the increase of our efforts. We're going to let him him take charge of it after we've done all we can. It's up to God to do what he can. And again, you know, he he can't control folks. Uh, Lucifer was was just to let you know. It indicates in the Bible that he was a high-ranking angel that God put trust mm -hmm. in him. He gave him he gave him dominion over over. I think one writer indicates the whole earth. And so then he, uh-huh. he iniquity got in his heart and he decided that he wanted to be higher than the most high God that he, so he uh-huh. he, had, he was a, a free moral agent and he did what he wanted to do. And even though God, you know, uh, trusted in him, gave him a, a high ranking position and, and gave him all that he, all that he, all that he had in terms of his skills and his, his uh, appearance and his, Notoriety and his uh, uh, charisma, God gave that all to him, and uh-huh. and, he, and he blew it and he went his own way. So I outlined mm-hmm. the problem: overly identifying with your ministry or your efforts in terms of Christian service, and and with life. It doesn't. If you if you put your good best foot forward any place in life, that's the you know the, you do you can't control what happens next? You just put, do the best you can or the best that I can. We, you know, we have to just do our best and let God take take control of the rest. And so the solution to the problem for Eliza was if you find yourself down in the dumps, you need to go and get out of that cave. You know, so if you're depressed, you're down in the dumps, you need to go and get out of there. If If you feel like uh, you have to take some kind of action. An action step is very important. If you talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist about getting out of your depression, that that's going to be no doubt one of the uh, treatments, interventions that they're going to recommend, that you try to take some action over your problems. If you feel like nobody cares for you, that nobody loves you, and nobody is concerned about you, that Ecclesiastes 11 and 1, Tells us to cast our bread upon the waters, for they shall find it after many days. So your your bread is going to come back in, in this in this way. It's going to come. If you if you pour out a blessing, a blessing is going to come back your way. So if you go, if you're finding yourself that no, nobody cares about you or loves you, why don't you go out and give somebody a hug? That's that's what huh. that's what that's what we have to do. We have to take action on our problems. If we find ourselves. If our finances are upside down, don't don't go out and charge uh, uh, the next day at uh, a big fat hotel bill. Just you know, <laughs> don't go to the hotel. Instead, uh, be more frugal about your money, about your efforts. If you if you find yourself depressed because your friend doesn't isn't you know doing what you want him to do or her to do, why don't you do something uh, for them instead of one of the problems is, you know, overly identifying with the problem and, and being, uh, one of the problems for Elijah too was being self-centered, you know, be con- being more concerned about yourself than the work of the Lord. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, and, you know, he, in, in terms of our Christian service, you need to just go and do something and let God uh, take care of the rest, take care of the outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, when you give somebody a hug, you, uh may, maybe maybe they'll they'll return your hug with, a, with, a, with a, some comforting words themselves maybe not if they don't that's okay. Just move on and keep keep doing what you're doing and and don't worry about that that's another thing is, is Elijah was worried about those folks having the uh, ability to kill him that, that he was that the folks that are, had the ability to kill him was jezebel and, and, and her husband uh they Uh they did have the ability they did have the ability and they had the the, uh, they would have the opportunity to do that but but i want you to know that that god isn't going to let anybody overtake you that he doesn't want to overtake you so you know if you're doing what god would have you to do he's not he's not going to let folks just overtake you that uh, any weapon that is formed against you won't prosper so just hold on to that is that that if people are coming after you, God's not going to let you fail or God's not going to let you, let things happen to you. It, uh, it, Psalms 23 tells us that about when you're going through the valley, uh, you know, that David's indicated he feared no evil. So don't fear any evil when you're down in the valley. When you're down in the dumps, don't, don't get all fearful. Don't, don't get all anxious about stuff. And uh, another thing, maybe you might get down in the... Down in the dumps because or feel like you're a failure or something because something didn't work out right well don't worry uh uh, things didn't work out for just right for everybody i think if jesus would have planned it uh exactly it probably it probably would have been a little bit different like like judas probably would have repented of 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 what he did that probably would have been a more favorable outcome because the Bible tells us that God doesn't want that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. So Judas, Judas, if you remember, he he uh, repented of his of of what he did. He t- he went to the I think the, the 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 chief priest and those those folks had had put him up to it, and he he repented unto them, and they 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 indicated in so many words that that doesn't that. That doesn't you know, that isn't we don't care about that. You know, and because he repented onto man. Judas repented onto man. He needs to repent unto God like the prodigal son. The, the prodigal son repented unto God and onto his father. And so so, you know uh, you know, things don't always work out like we want them to, but we we need not be anxious about it. Philippians four one tells us Therefore, my beloved, and longed for, brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. Just stand fast in the Lord in whatever you're doing, despite the failures or successes. Stand fast in the Lord. You didn't, you didn't make the successes happen, nor did you make the failures happen. There were some things outside of your control that, that, that happened. In Philippians 4, 6 states, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, and then Philippians 4, 8 basically tells us to think on on uh, the positive aspects of life and God. and And also... When you're down in the valley, I, I wanted to say this part, too. When you're down in the valley, you want, you want to let your, your, your mountaintop experiences take you through the valley. You know, the mountaintop experience would, when you had COVID and you got well, you know, then you, you're going to you probably learn to trust God through your illness that he's going to help you get well. So when, you get, when the doctor says you have cancer, you know, do the same thing. Trust in the Lord that he's going to work it out for you. You know that it's going to be okay, and if it isn't okay, it's it's going to be okay after a while. Because if if you should pass from this life to uh, eternal life, that 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 would be that would that would be uh, uh wouldn't be a bad thing. <coughs> it would be a good thing to be there with the Lord. I think Paul said, uh, being absent from the body and being present with the mm-hmm. Lord, and so. So we, you know, so, you know, let your mountaintop experiences when the, when God paid your your bill, you know, your big fat hospital bill, when He worked that out for you, you know, next time somebody goes in the hospital, you can encourage them, let them know God's gonna gonna take you through that experience, and if it should be a loved one that goes in the hospital, God's gonna take care of that, and take care of the hospital bill also. So be anxious about nothing. Make your request be made known unto God. Amen. God, trust in the Lord, and He'll He'll work it out for us. So, those are some tips about managing the ups and downs in, of life. Let me just recap a bit. So, trust in the Lord. Don't be anxious, and uh, let your mountaintop experiences carry you through the valley. And be like David, that when you're in the valley, fear no evil, for you know God is with you. And uh, also. Cast your bread upon the waters, you know. You know, cast your bread upon the waters. So are just, you know, instead of looking for somebody to be a blessing to you, you be a blessing to somebody. So when you when you when you find yourself in the cave, and don't stay in the cave. That's 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 important. That's key. Is God got got Elijah out of the cave because he wasn't doing any good in the cave, and 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 if 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 uh, life is is overtaking us that's you know god isn't god isn't in the overtaking us business that that's, uh, that's that other fellow trying to you know make life difficult for us so don't let don't let those kind of situations overtake you don't let life situations overtake you don't let uh life manage you you manage life the bible tells us if uh yeah that if you resist the devil he'll flee from you so you know a lot of times uh, god's not in sickness so we not we need to know that that god is not in sickness and so so you know we we can we need to resist the devil not you know not give in to him if we if we get a if we if we if we find ourselves depressed we need to resist the enemy in order to get out and we need to get out of that you know, out of that withdrawn state, you know, staying away from family and friends and so on and not doing things that are helpful to us in terms of of uh, our physical well-being. We need to eat right and go out and go out for walks and et cetera to try to uh, take care of the situation. So uh, that, those are some, some ideas about uh, about managing the ups and downs of life. So I'm going to give it back to you, host. Uh, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Very, very good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Elijah felt like he was being heckled, uh, just you know, just just kind of under under the gun, under the, under um, pressure, and uh, that 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 question, that question that God asked him, you know. Uh, what, what are you What are you doing here? Uh, right. What, what are you doing here? Is is such a it's such a good question, and Amen. I think that for us to really answer it, it has to be God asking us the question, as opposed to yeah. us asking ourselves the question, because we can justify why we end up in a spot, in a cave, in yeah. a valley, or yeah. whatever. But I just I love that. I love that. This is what I really, really enjoyed hearing is overly identifying with the results of our labor mm. Mm. or with our efforts and we don't have control over that. That can really get us in a pickle, doesn't it? Yes, amen. That's what, it, that's it, what happens just, to it. Go ahead. That's what happens
0: to ahead. Elijah. That's what happens to Elijah. Elijah had a... A miracle-working ministry. He did. He, there are sixteen miracles that are associated with his ministry, and so he was. He is way up there on the mountaintop, and and mm-hmm. uh, so so he's way up there on the mountaintop, and he and some things aren't working out. Like it, se- it seems like he he thought everybody would, you know, with his efforts that everybody would be serving the Lord, given you know his response in ten. That he He didn't feel like Things would go that way But they did You know They went that way And he didn't have Control over that You know Um, We don't have Control over You know If we If we give some Somebody Some good counsel We don't We don't have Control over What they do With that good counsel You know Right Is is in in, uh, I think it's I think it's Second Kings Second Kings Where Uh the kingdom is divided, is uh, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, I think it's Rehoboam, uh you know, He seeks counsel from the from the old men who had served the uh, who who had served his father, and uh, uh-huh. he he, uh, he decided that he didn't he didn't like their their counsel, so he went to the to his cronies, his his buddies, his his his, uh-huh. fo- his yes his yes men, so to speak and they gave him they gave him the the counsel that he enjoyed so so he 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 stepped out on their counsel because he didn't want to do it uh God's way he wanted to do it uh a more stylish way a better way
1: mhm mhm and, mm-hmm. and the result
0: was the kingdom was divided
1: yes 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 words of wisdom yes Yes. I mean, this is just really, really good, Dr. Lay. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of broke it down and, and and took the Bible language into today's language so that, you know, kind of paraphrased so that we could get a good picture. But what, what do you think the cave represented? Now, you mentioned kind of a withdrawing from family and friends, but is there anything else that that cave could represent to us in life when we find ourselves in a pickle or in a bind?
0: Well, you know, the the cave the cave could represent, you know, in our own mind. This is, you know, we're closing ourselves off from, from, uh, you know, we, we're not, we're closing ourselves off, you know, and withdrawing into a. Uh, I think you might say, uh, into a dark space. So, okay, you know, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not going to help us in terms of our, of uh, in terms of our ministry, our, our life efforts. That you know, if uh-huh. we get down and if we get down and depressed, that's going to represent a cave. You know, people many okay. times talk about being depressed as being, you know, a dark place. So uh, uh-huh. you know, and and many times their psychologists or psychiatrists would try to get them just to get up and start moving, doing stuff. You know, like uh, certainly getting out. You know, why don't you get out and go for a walk or something like that? And uh-huh. invite a friend. You know. So that so they want to get it, get them out and doing things because the way to overcome uh uh being depressed or being down in the dumps is you know getting out and doing doing things that are that are uh I guess that are that are invigorating that are that are health producing that you know going out in the fresh air as opposed to being in the in the you know kind of the uh, stale air of of a home that's not uh, air conditioned or ventilated well, you know. So it could be. So it's going to be. It's going to be some kind of withdrawn state about the cave. The cave is going to be represent that. That's uh-huh. what I say. That's uh-huh. what,
1: that's my opinion on the matter. It's going to uh-huh. represent a dark uh- state. Yes, yes, and then also uh, just dark, yeah, kind of a darkness, because if there are no cracks in wherever this cave is situated and there's no light that's coming in, so um, just a dark space. And it it goes back to the the passage that you talked about, just that we have to think about those things that are pure and noble, you know, uh, and just yeah. allow our minds to be free of that burden. You know, the enemy's tactics is to, to overtake our mind. Our minds need to be subject to Christ. And that's not saying anything about anyone's mental health at all, because I know that there are issues out there. But just in relation to this lesson, Elijah was in a, a, a physical cave. Don't you think it was a physical cave? He was actually in a cave?
0: Yes, yes he was in a cave. Yeah. He was in a physical cave, yeah. Yes. yes,
1: Yes. So, uh, metaphorically speaking, we can kind of say okay, this could be a cave or whatever, but Elijah was physically in a cave and um received a, a word from the Lord. Uh and <laughs> what are you what are you doing here? I just I love that question. Uh how, you know, how did we get here? Sometimes we just go from A to, to Z in no time and just try to figure out what were all the steps in between. Well, we missed the steps because of wherever our mindset, uh, wherever our mind was or whatever the mindset uh, was that we were, we were in. And
0: Let so me ask God you this. Uh, okay.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to
0: say, by way of taking action, God got him out of the cave and got him to start doing things related to the ministry, anointing so-and-so mm-hmm. to be king, uh, anointing a couple different folks to be kings, and so on. And so he had to get out and go do, do things. Uh, that were that were part of his calling, you know, in terms of the ministry, and so uh, so that might be the case for somebody that let's say they're a singer, and uh, we were in the presence of, of a, a singer uh, who uh, in, in our, a singer and uh, uh, organist in the midst of our uh-huh. Sunday service, and they said they got. Uh, they got, uh, led, they said, he called it release, And I think if you would, you, you know, that's a probably a nice way of saying they got fired. So well, they got fired from their from their job in the ministry, and it was a result of some, you know, some uh, uh, plotting against them in, in order to uh-huh. risk them out or, you know, get them out of there. And so uh, I think, uh, you know, so then... So, so one way he uh, uh, found himself uh, in a better place is by detaching himself from uh, success, success and failure in terms of his music ministry. You know, he, he didn't no uh-huh. longer uh, cared about that being. He just wanted to do what God would have him do, and 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 feel better about where he was at. So he just as he gave himself over to God and that went. Sometimes you know people that are that are you know ascending or wanting to ascend to a certain place uh they may instead of going like for example somebody that wanted to be a lawyer they might want to go to harvard you know pre law and law school to uh-huh. get that that coveted position but so they they're seeking they're seeking uh advantage every step of the way so he gave up that seeking of advantage and just went to where god told him to go and
1: and he and he felt better that way. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, he did because he actually got back to business, didn't he? About God's business instead yes. of being, um in his own pity party. You mentioned that earlier, and that's uh chapter nineteen verses fifteen where the Lord said to him, Go, return to your return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus and when you have arrived you shall anoint Hazael king over Aram. And then sixteen says, "You shall also anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and you shall right. anoint elisha, the son of Safat, of Abbellahlah. I can't pronounce that as prophet in your place and so he 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 was at that point following the Lord and was to accomplish what God had already determined the outcome would be, because he goes on to say. That, you know, some are going to die by the sword and then those who die by the sword, you know, Elisha's going to put to death and so on and so forth. Good chapter to read the whole chapter 19 yeah, yeah. Uh, verses 1 through uh, through 21. It gives, gives the backdrop, but you, you covered it well. You covered it well. I have one other question for you. Let me look and see how much yeah. time we have. We have about nine minutes. We have more than enough time to answer this. So you mentioned the okay. example of someone coming to you at church and asking you what should they do. You offered that person godly counsel, and then they asked someone else, and uh, they ended up doing what they wanted to do. Let's take that and apply it to someone who likes to commit their decision-making to prayer. Okay. Uh, So any decisions that not not just necessarily major decisions, but any decision that we make, hopefully and prayerfully, we're praying over them and asking for God's guidance and, you know, to kind of tweak it if it's self-serving as opposed to God seeking. So what about the person? Uh, and this is with regard to us not having any control over the outcome. I absolutely agree with that. But let's, let's, let's unpack the person who seeks God's face before they make a decision and prays before they make a move. Order my steps, you know, the whole thing. Right. What, what sort of, how does someone reckon with they still, even going through that, may not have control over the outcome? Can you touch on that a bit? Yeah, uh
0: so, you know, I I I uh we we tried to start a, a church in a SeaTac area. And so I did uh-huh. what God told me to do. I I did what God told me to do and you know, we we finally had to stop doing doing that because uh nobody was coming out, you know. So so obviously you know we've been a failure in some kind of way uh in terms of our efforts so uh uh so so then that just didn't it just didn't work out it's it's just you know that's how life is things don't always work out like we'd like them to and so Uh the the seeds the seeds we planted were still there you know the seeds we planted about, uh-huh. uh, you know, handing out flyers or talking to folks about coming to church—that that's that was still there. I, and I don't know how how those things, you know, how those things grew up or where folks went, but no doubt it had some kind of effect on somebody uh, other than we, us just out there or me just out there walking the street. Uh,
1: Absolutely. So I think
0: that, you know, you just have to let the outcome be as. You know God's got the outcome, we may not see it, but but if we do what God tells us to do, it's gonna be fruitful, so we just do the best we can, and in some kind of way, it may not be fruitful in the sense that we think it should be fruitful. That's the other thing is is maybe we're looking for the great to be shiny and big and and purple, and it turns out not to be so, so that doesn't uh-huh. mean that we didn't do we didn't do everything God told us to do we just we just have to leave the outcome to God. We, you know, we just, we just mm-hmm. have to divorce ourselves from the outcome. We just have to do what we're supposed to do. That's, that's what's important. Let me, let me tell you one more story that I have okay. in regards to that. There was a night in, uh, some years ago that it, was, it had been snowing, it was cold, it was icy out and everything, and there was snow on the ground, and, and we, we was in revival not our church was uh-huh. in revival with another church the other church was was uh was about six blocks away from where where i was living at that time and so uh-huh. god told me to, god told me to go over there to that church nobody called me and told me that we weren't having church that night but god told me to go ahead and go over there to just you know cuz you could probably still, some people could still get around in with their cars and and I could uh-huh. get around by way of walking over there. So church still could have been held but uh but well, I went over there and you know, of course nobody was there. And some people that you know, that went to that church that lived close by said said something about they looked outside, and they saw me and they said, It's that guy that, that goes with that other church is out there And so um. uh that, that that so so what that did I decided what what that did for me was help build character doing what God obeying God and doing what he said despite the situation yeah what things look like and yeah you know those 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 people that looked out said there's that guy out there from the other church and they and I, I want you to know that that probably that situation probably stuck with them about going to church uh-huh. being faithful to go to church so I think uh uh-huh. It may not always work out like we think it should, but but it'll always work out. All things the Bible tells us all things work together for good for those that love the Lord yeah. and called according to His purpose. So it's gonna it's gonna work out positive. If nothing else, it's gonna help build our character and help us be more more obedient. By uh, that you, you know how you how you get to be real obedient is you have to be you have to be obedient at every level. And the more you're obedient, the more you are obedient, and it helps build up our, our character, helps us to be more the people that God has called us to be. And he's he looking yeah. for absolute obedience, not just, you know, the song goes 99 and a half won't, the phrase in the song goes 99 and a half won't do. So uh-huh. we want to be 100% uh-huh. obedient and and do what God tells us to do and let him, you know, uh, you know take care of the outcomes. And so, yeah, hope I will yeah. tell you the stories, answer your question.
1: Absolutely, and, yes, and I'm sure the listening audience will will be able to glean several golden nuggets from that. I think the key that I'm taking away is the obedience, uh, and and I mentioned in the in the promo material when we first started that uh, you know life is challenging, just trying to manage the it. ups and downs, uncertainty and the unknown. So when God asks us to do something, look at Abram and, and Sarai, right? They mm-hmm. they leaving their land and going, they had no idea where they were gonna settle, but just out of obedience they did what they were asked to do. And so that's a lot of mm-hmm. uncertainty. And, and and it it's gonna require a walk of faith because we're so used to, we're so programmed to walk about and do with what we can see, you know, and really it's a way that we are lowering our sights to our circumstances. If we were to lift our eyes, right, unto the hills and then fix our eyes on Jesus, I think navigating the unknown, uncharted territories would be a lot easier because then it is a walk of faith. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. We don't know even what the course is going to be, but whatever the course is, we want to stay the course and we know that God doesn't leave us nor forsake us to walk this course alone. And you said it, I mean, you, when you read the scripture, that uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, so then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. And then chapter, uh, verse 8 says, now the one who plants and the one who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So, you know, the, the the watering, the planting, the increase, you know, we're just participants in this, whatever it is that God is doing, and we have to trust him, definitely trust him for the outcome and not, not get caught up, like you said, in being overly identifying with what it is that we're doing. Ah, yeah, I, love I love it. I love it. And Doctor you know, Lay, that, this forty go ahead. Were you gonna say something? I was gonna say something, yeah. Is that this is
0: to uh to that background, you know, that person in the background that wants to be in the foreground and God mm-hmm. has them in the background for a reason and they're a background person. You know, they're not the they're not the they're the background singer, they're not the lead singer. They might they might have aspirations to be the lead singer but, but they're a real place in terms of God's uh uh calling upon their life is being in the background. And so so that God's gonna reward them out of their obedience and their efforts being that, that good background singer, not being the not being the lead singer. The lead singer Amen. may get praise praise and notoriety from the from the world, but we want we want praise and notoriety from God that God would say, Well done, good and faithful servant.
1: Amen. So amen I just want to put that mm-hmm. that's good that's good well we are almost out of time I, and I just I just want to thank you I just want to thank you and always always know that you are welcome to come back and teach and and, and share with our listening audience and me anytime that you have something uh, ready and prepared so with that I want to say uh, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we will talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. All right. Thank you, Dr. Lay. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.